This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8 a.m. show every single day back for episode 66 this morning, I believe so, maybe 65, 66, 66, it definitely is 66. Um, speaking of 66, first time <laughs> England have ever reached a final of an international tournament since 1966. So it's quite apt that today is our 66th episode. I promise I did not start these shows with the intention of that actually happening. Um, It's just a nice coincidence. But uh, speaking of which, amazing achievement by England last night. I know that absolutely no one uh, in the world wanted England to win besides England fans. And even even then, not all England fans uh, wanted them to win whatsoever, um, which is completely fair enough. I completely understand the, uh, the reasons a lot of people give for why they don't like England. That's absolutely fine. But I do. <laughs> I'm an England fan and I'm very happy uh, about the fact that we progressed to the first final in my entire lifetime, the lifetime of, of plenty of people um, that are out there in the world uh, that never saw 1966. And uh, fingers crossed, uh, the boys can bring it home on Sunday against Italy in what is going to be a really, really difficult game. But my goodness, how good is Bukayo Saka. <laughs> Honestly, 19 years of age, and in it helps us to go through to that kind of uh, area of, of a tournament that England have never been in before. So amazing stuff. I loved seeing the saltiness online of <laughs> people saying it's diving home, which I think I've already seen a few comments of in the chat. That's amazing. I don't care. I mean, we should have had a penalty earlier on in the game on Kane anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. A fair play. A massive kind of a massive stick up for um uh for Lee Judges who just refuses to celebrate. All the respect in the world um for that. I I mean I can't do that, I'm afraid. I I separate Arsenal and England uh very, very easily, and uh it's it's just the way that it goes for me. So 
enjoying it, enjoying uh, the tournament, and fingers crossed uh, we can bring it home on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, a massive congratulations to the team and Bakai Saka in particular, who was fantastic. Uh, let's go on to our first story of the day, which revolves around Arsenal pre-season. You may have seen pictures yesterday uh, in there about Arsenal's pre-season and the fact that Arsenal are now seeing players return, which is great, and seeing them come back to the club and, and train with the team is is awesome. And uh, hopefully it means that some deals can get done in regards to contracts. And speaking of which, one player that we will hopefully see earn his new contract is Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, who obviously returned. He's now back from holiday and those contract negotiations can, fingers crossed, continue in a much more positive way. You probably saw Arsenal's tweet saying that he's come home. Um, so many avenues to, to dissect of, of that cryptic tweet, but I think we all know what it means. And uh, whenever you see an Aston Villa fan getting a little bit confident about Emil Smith-Rowe, you can just send them that tweet, uh, which is fantastic to use uh, because there's been a lot of confident Aston Villa fans about, and I look forward to seeing Smith-Rowe sign his new deal and uh, and putting all of that to bed and, and, and shutting them up would be quite nice, to be honest. Anyway, let's move on to the actual tangible transfer stuff today and start off with our first story, which is Hector Bellerin, uh, the Spanish defender, right back, been at the club for a significant amount of time after joining from Barcelona's Youth Academy, been here since uh, back in the day, 16 to 26, 10 years, I think he's been here. And now it does look uh, ever so likely that he'll be leaving this summer. And the destination of that could could be Inter Milan. Inter Milan, of course, have sold now Ashraf Hakimi to PSG, leaving a spot open in that right wing-back selection of their 3-5-2, should they continue to play that formation under... Uh, under Who's the new... Is it Inzaghi? I think it's, it's Pippo, isn't it? Pippo Inzaghi is their new coach. And... Uh, he, I don't know what system he's going to play, but they seemingly want to bring in uh, Bellerin and they want to see uh, ultimately him play as that kind of replacement for Hakimi. But the problem for Arsenal is that they're only looking really for a, uh, a loan with an option to buy, which we've talked about a lot of times on the show as the absolute no-no when it comes to selling players for us because Arsenal need to be guaranteed money. We need to sell smartly and we need um, to, to get in players that we need and to do that we do need to um, obviously look to, to players that are going to bring us in a little bit of capital um, yes yeah, sorry Simone and Zaga you, you get messed up they're brothers um, but in terms of the amount of money 20 million euros is what Arsenal want I don't think that's what they'll get from the looks of things which is shocking when you think about it for a player that's a Premier League proven right back who's been at the club for a significant amount of time you want to get compensated for the development of the player and 20 million euros is is a really poor amount of money you would hope that with other teams like Villarreal, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid all credited with interest um, that there will be a, a decent price in the end um, kind of brought through for him but Let's see um, and see if, if it ends up getting done or not. But that's uh, one of the stories that is breaking this morning around him possibly going off to Inter Milan. We move on to Nuno Tavares, um, the Benfica left back that Arsenal look to be signing. Now, a lot of you may have been wondering where on earth he is. Why hasn't he signed his new deal? Well, according to Charles Watts, he has been isolating. Of course, he had to travel from Portugal, which was on, I believe, still the red list, at least the amber list here in the UK. So he did have to self-isolate and will have to do that for a, a number of days. And then that signing can be made official and he can then join up with the group in pre-season. The hope is that he can join up with the pre-season group before their tour of, of Scotland. There is also hope that Sambi Lukonga, should that deal get done fairly quickly, 
also have enough time to isolate and then be involved with um, uh, with preseason with the Arsenal team as well. So there are fingers crossed, basically, that both Tarrej and uh, and Sami Lukonga will be available um, and and ready for us to use in preseason. Let's move on. To uh, Dennis Zakaria, uh, the Swiss midfielder. Links have emerged this morning uh, out of Germany that Arsenal are one of the interested parties in the Swiss uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach man. And uh, we've actually already done a tactical breakdown on him if you want to find out some more about the player. We've, we've done a dedicated show on him. If you type in Zakaria, uh, tactical breakdown, it will come up on your YouTube feed. I'll also leave a link uh, above my head of when we're watching on playback for that. But uh, he's been linked with a move to Arsenal. I've... You know, I like the player. I think that he's got a hell of a lot of potential, despite still being in his early to mid-20s. Um, but I think that if Arsenal are going to go for a midfielder and if they're looking for someone like Zakaria, I'd much rather they just move for a Basuma this window. I think he's a much more uh, sensible option for Arsenal to push for. And uh, Zakaria is, at the moment, being kept out of the Swiss team by Granite Xhaka. So it's not going to be an upgrade for Arsenal to go and bring him in right now. Uh, yes, I know that Granit Xhaka has an amazing performance every single time he plays for um, every time he plays for, for for Switzerland. He's brilliant for them, pretty much. But at the same time, we want someone who's going to upgrade upon the position that we've got. And I'm not sure that Zakaria is that just yet. Could he be in the future? Definitely. But right now, it's not one that I can say is going to give us that kind of push and that boost that we need to get to the targets that we have for next season. Uh, moving on then to our... Uh, I think this is like the third from the end. We've got a couple more things to talk about after this. Uh, Miralem Pjanic, uh, Barcelona central midfielder, 31 years of age, Bosnia international. He is available this summer for effectively a free transfer because if you haven't already looked into the Barcelona situation, I know a few of you did uh, after I recommended you go and read up on it the other day uh, and you sent me some DMs about it. It is as bad as you are reading. It genuinely is horrific at there in Catalonia right now um, to find out what's going on with that club and, and the issues they're facing with the contracts and the money they're owed and how much they need to get off the wage bill. Uh, but Miralem Pjanic has been now tipped uh, to be interesting, Arsenal, considering the fact that Barcelona are willing to let him go for free. He's a very good central midfielder, did very well at Roma and then Juve, of course, after that. Moved to Barcelona where it's not gone amazingly well. Uh, he's still got quality. However, I would not be going for Pjanic because of the age, because of 31. Uh, Arsenal needs to be looking at younger players with sell-on value and the wages will be ridiculous too. It's just it's the same kind of reason why I wouldn't be going for Coutinho when people ask about him. I'm just not interested in players with no sell-on value to Arsenal at the moment. We need to be smarter, savvier in the market uh, to make sure that we're making some good decisions. If he goes off to the lights of Spurs, so be it. I'm not interested. They're a club that needs to be better with their finances so they end up by bringing in Pjanic on a ridiculously high signing on fee and wage, uh, then that's silly for them. Juventus supposedly are his number one choice, which would make a lot of sense for Juventus to go and do that because they do make some silly signings. And how ironic that they go and get Pjanic after they swapped Pjanic for Artur, which in itself was such a ridiculous deal for Barcelona to do. But they did it. Um, anyway, that's I, I, I don't think this is going to happen, but it's interest that's coming out and links from Italy. So take it with a huge pinch of salt, I would say. Uh, Moving on to our penultimate story of the day on Hussein Awar. Uh, we know obviously in front of about Hussein Awar. Now, if you do want to go and check out our tactical breakdown on him, we did a show yesterday with the help of Jeremy Smith, uh, breaking him down, finding out about him, how he's done this past year uh, and seeing all about him. So please make sure you go and check out the video that is on the channel. 
channel uh, already. It gives you all the insight, the expert insight, uh, the, the statistics, uh, and all of the stuff that you need to know about him. I've got my reservations, as you know. If Arsenal end up getting this done, it does seem to be a deal that can be done for around the 25 million euro figure. That's all that Leon are really asking for. James Olly from ESPN uh, tweeted yesterday that Arsenal have indeed revived their interest, but... Um, there's been no official offer. So any links that you've seen with Arsenal making an offer so far are not the case. That was premature. As I said to you, I think when we saw the links first come up, there was no info about a bid going in whatsoever. That's now been confirmed. Uh, but there could be. And Arsenal may move for our um, I'm not going to go into things now about how I feel because I talked about it a lot in yesterday's show. And I wrote an article on it as well for 101. So you can also read that. Moving on then to our final bit of the day, which revolves around Ben White and some positive news about Ben White. You probably saw yesterday uh, that Di Marzio uh, tweeted out a story that Arsenal are now just one step away from securing the signing of Ben White from Brighton. Encouraging signs. The figures that have been touted by the likes of Duncan Castles is that Arsenal have offered 48 million up front, which is just 2 million away from what Brighton wanted up front. And then the rest is paid in kind of the installments or bonuses, etc. Arsenal need to get this deal done as quickly as possible because every passing day, another team is interested in this guy. And uh, obviously, he's impressing a lot of clubs around not just the UK, but Europe as well. But it does seem. Very positive. You may also have seen Chris Wheatley on Instagram um, did put a very cryptic message on his story with he's coming home with a picture of Ben White and red and white uh, emojis, which is, I can't believe I'm even reporting on it like that. <laughs> 2021, that's how it works. Um, but that obviously, he, he seems pretty confident that Ben White is going to be an Arsenal player next season, as does the growing feeling throughout the media. So that's a really good um, move for the Gunners and I'm fingers crossed hoping that it gets done. Um, but as Matt G in the, chats, in the chat says, it does feel like Ben White has been one step away since about 2017 by this point. So we'll take it as much as you want with re realism, but I think that we can be, you know, cautiously optimistic uh, about Ben White being an Arsenal man next season, which is a really good sign and a good move for Arsenal and a good change to see them doing that in the market. And that concludes um, our news for the day. Uh, in regards to all of um, our, our stories, which have been convoluted and conflicting at times, but uh, for the 66th show, uh, it's been a, a very decent one. Thank you so much, guys. As always, please drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. We are going to move on now to our next section, which is, of course, you guys asking questions in the chat box and getting your thoughts and feelings before we wrap up. We get about 15 minutes of that. So if you do have a question, if you do would like to ask something, then please make sure you do. Let's go and scroll up a little bit and see what you guys are saying. Ingar says, Tom, is white that great? Worth 50 million? Worth 50 million is an interesting question. At the end of the day, it depends on <laughs> where you assess the market and what you can what about 50 million buys you at the moment? He's English. He's a centre-back. He's 23 years of age. He's got interest from a lot of top clubs, not just in the UK, but across Europe as well. Um, and he's had two excellent seasons. So, yeah, that is the going rate for a, an English centre-back, unfortunately. And that's how much you pay. Is he worth the same as what you pay on the continent for a player at 50 million? Maybe not. Um, but that's the going rate. And Arsenal do need to start investing in more Premier League proven talent. That's the only way that I really see us closing that gap between the clubs above us because that's what they do. That's what they do. They don't just specialise in 
foreign talent they bring in talent from from the UK as well so it's important that Arsenal do that so yes he is that great hence the interest from Arsenal and, and a hell of a lot of other clubs uh, thankfully Arsenal's kind of real proactiveness in this deal was, was seemingly scared off quite a few other clubs in that interest area um, so hopefully we see this deal get done uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Lee Tiny Morris says, uh, "Will Brighton let us take two of their best players? If, if you play them, if you pay the money, yes, absolutely. Would Borussia Dortmund let both Sancho and Haaland go? Uh, Haaland, I suppose it's Haaland. Um, yes, they would because if teams paid the money, they would let them go. It's just how it works. I think people overthink sometimes the idea of one club letting too many players leave for another." I mean, you look at how many Southampton let go to Liverpool. It's just, it's the way it works. If you pay the money that the club want, they will sell. It's If you get the money that you want for your player, you sell them, you don't turn down a good deal. So Hill says, Tom, can you see a potential Shaw-like turnaround with Chambers at right back? Shaw has always obviously been a, right, uh, a left back at Manchester United and Southampton prior. Chambers has failed to really specialise in a position, has played well at centre-back before his injury, has come back and played well at right back. Can I see him specialising at right back? I don't know. I think he's going to be used more as a utility player at Arsenal that can play as a backup centre-back and as a backup right back. I'm not sure that you'll see him as a main starter at Arsenal. But we will see. Uh, Wilson says, do you think England have got a chance against Italy on Sunday? Of course, England have got a great chance against Italy on Sunday. I wasn't that impressed by Italy against Spain. I thought Spain were going to get absolutely hammered, to be honest. Um, so... It's going to be interesting. England played up against a back three against Denmark and kind of really struggled to, to attack those flanks, which has been England's biggest kind of threat so far. This tournament is, is using the wide areas. Um, Italy play with a back four with two backup fullbacks. So I have hope that that is going to give England confidence to really attack those flanks, give Saka and Sterling uh, a good opportunity to, to really take on Di Lorenzo and Emerson. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I don't, I'm never not confident about things. You know, I'm an optimist. So I'm fingers crossed hoping it can go into Sunday's game with uh, a lot of confidence for the game. Uh, Billy says, would you be happy if we get Awa and Basuma instead of Madison? Uh, it's interesting because I still think that Arsenal need to push for a, a good attacking midfielder this window. He's not a, he's not a number 10, Awar. He's a number eight, and that's his best position on the pitch, along with playing slightly skewed to the left-hand side. Can he play number 10? Yeah, you can put him there. You won't necessarily get the best performances from him, but he will. That is a position that he could theoretically play. Would I be happy with if him over Madison? I'd rather Madison than Awar. Price to me, I don't care about how much money they cost as long as we get our targets in that's what I care about uh, in this window because it's important that Arsenal go out and upgrade upon the squad that they've got if that means spending more it means spending more but as long as it's spent correctly I'd rather spend 60 million on a player that's going to guarantee me upgrade and quality than 30 million on a player that's going to guarantee me nothing but inconsistency so I'm not saying that that's what our will bring I'm just saying in the theory of those two I'd rather spend 60 million to get a consistent player than half that price on someone that's not going to bring you that guarantee of of consistent performances I'm not saying that's either of those two players it's just the way that Arsenal should be using the market this window is to make sure they buy smartly uh, so Hill says Tom can you oh we've already done that one let me scroll down a little bit more Max says hey Tom uh, which of our youngsters would make their next step in the upcoming season you would hope that if they stay obviously we would hope Martinelli can push forward and become more of a regular in the first team that's a, a good one for him in terms of the actual Hayland Academy graduates you're looking at players like Aziz you're looking Looking at players if he stays, like Kido Taylor Hart, maybe getting a couple of performances in the cup games. 
we want these guys to to try and get opportunities. I'd like to see Aziz go on loan, to be honest, for a full season. Get him out, get him playing regular football. Balogun, of course, we want to see him get some minutes too. There is a few players that we would hope are going to take their next steps next season. Uh, nothing on right backs, Philip. I know you ask every show, but no, mate, absolutely nothing. Mulder, there's there's been interest in him from Sassuolo, but nothing credible and nothing official in regards to a bid on him whatsoever. Uh, Neil says, when will be Arteta uh, coming out and letting fans know that the transfer plans are? I, I doubt a manager will ever come out and let a team know what their transfer plans specifically are. He will start doing press conferences during pre-season. So we'll have to wait for that to him for him to be asked on specific transfers. Um, but rarely do, <laughs> rarely do managers ever come out and say, I want this player or this position or this. Very rarely. Um, so I don't think you should get your hopes up about that being revealed whenever he does speak. Um, Abhishek says, Tom, do you feel... Oh, I've missed that question now. That's annoying. Um, I'm really sorry. It's disappeared off my screen. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'll, ask, I'll answer PKC while I try and find it. Is Xhaka deal getting any closer? And did his value go up because of his amazing Euros performance? Uh, PKC, yes, it's getting closer because he's no longer at the Euros. No, it didn't add any value because... It, it just didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're still going to see him go for the same amount of money as he always did. I found Abhishek's question. Uh, do you think Arteta feels like he's already has a replacement for Saliba in Omar Rekic? Um, I haven't seen a lot of Omar Rekic whatsoever. Um, I know that he obviously has been playing international football for Tunisia now, which is great and really good experience. Um, but I couldn't tell you, mate. I really couldn't. We signed him with a lot of potential from her to Berlin. So you would hope that maybe they see really long-term and high-level potential in him. But who knows? Uh, Yash says, are we still in the race to sign Locatelli? It does not seem to be the case. Yash, unfortunately, it does seem all the more likely that he's going to be going to Juventus and maybe why Arsenal are going to be looking to pursue a deal for a different central midfielder. Uh, Ingar says, Arsenal's preseason has started. What's the reason for us not getting rid of the Deadwood? Bellerin, Xhaka, Willian, Kalasnach and Ketia are still here. Um, I'm not too concerned right now. I've been very critical of the club not selling players properly, not getting good enough deals for our players. I don't want Arsenal to rush through the transfer window and sell our players for pennies. Arsenal need to change the perception of how we are selling players and how much we are selling players for. If a club comes along with an awful offer and we say, no, this is the price that we want for the player, I'm fine with Arsenal doing that because Arsenal need to change the perception. If it gets towards the end of the, the window and then we're starting to have some issues selling players, that's when you start to say, you know, if you want to move on the players, then you start to lower your asking price. You don't lower your asking price at the start of July. You just don't do that. It's just bad salesmanship. It's not if you go to a boot fair in England, you don't suddenly start lowering your prices at 10 a.m. because you're not sold anything. The day ends at whatever time in the afternoon. You start lowering your prices towards the end of the day. You don't lower it right at the beginning of the day. You need to get the prices that you want as much as possible, and then you can have your clearance towards the end should no one come in at the price that you were asking for. I want Arsenal to change the perception of the way that they sell, and that is only going to happen through a little bit of patience and a little bit of stubbornness. And that's, I'm absolutely fine seeing that happen this window. Uh, Cyrus says, do you think Lukonga will be ahead of El Nenny in the pecking order? Where does he fit within the squad? Of course, Lukonga is someone that can play and has played defensive midfield. He can play in a number eight position, kind of your more reserved player alongside someone else that's going to push forwards. Is he ahead of uh, El Nenny? Maybe not to start with, and I don't want you guys to suddenly panic and think, oh my God, he's miles better than El Nenny, purely because of the fact of transition and the fact that he's 21, he's playing in the Belgium League and, and we need to make sure he transitions and stuff like that. 
that is is going to come with time. And then he's got a year left on his deal. This is his first season in at a Premier League club, should the deal be confirmed, which we are confident it will be. Um, I imagine he'll start easing the, the playtime, but who knows? I mean, we signed Genduzi and he played the first game and that surprised everyone against Man City. So there's all the possibility that he could start, but I would say that he's probably going to get eased in, would be my prediction. Carol Bailey says, do you think if Marie considers leaving for Besiktas, should we keep Saliba as we would be short at centre-back? I mean, the Gabriel injury, we had good news about that yesterday. It doesn't seem to be too serious. Gabriel said that himself, so hopefully that's not going to be a long-term problem and should just be back at the start of the season. Uh, should we keep Saliba if we sell Marie? Probably. Probably, because then he's arguably, uh, uh, like he's got more options to play. He's got more ability to play. If you've got Marie and Gabriel, he's not getting into that left side. If you've got White and Holding and Chambers, is he getting into that right-hand side? Probably not as much as he needs to. So if you've got both sides, then yeah, maybe you've got a good option to keep him. I still want to see him play as many games as possible this season. If that's on loan, that's on loan. Um, but he needs a, a full season of playing under his belt to really develop, really show what he's about. And I have no qualms with the decision to send him out on loan this season, as long as it's to a Premier League club, which it doesn't look like, which is a big disappointment. And two, we see some kind of commitment with a contract extension or a verbal commitment, something like that. That's what we need to see. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. Ingar says, Tom, your thoughts on the second ball? Uh, poor ref decisions, soft penalty. Uh, and laser in Schmeichel's eyes. Yeah, I mean, it was a very soft pen. There was contact. He went down. Arsenal, oh, Arsenal. I keep doing that. England should have had a penalty anyway earlier on when Kane was fouled in the box. So, and that wasn't given. Um, I was very surprised that wasn't given. So, if that wasn't a pen, you know, swings around about, it's, it always comes back round. So, uh, England deserve to win the game without an absolute doubt. So, I, I think people need to just move on from it now and accept what the situation is. Uh, Neil says, do you think Arsenal should be more transparent with fans? Uh, of course, I think there should be more communication between the ownership and supporters that we were told that was what was going to happen when we did the fan forum. Has there been any communication since that point? Absolutely none whatsoever. So hopefully over the summer, we see some more transparency and some more communication from up high but we haven't seen any so far. Balaji says, are we still in a race to bring someone in the right-back position? Arsenal are certainly interested in bringing in someone in the right-back position, but until Bellerin is sold, I doubt you'll see any kind of real tangible links with someone. Um, Suraj says, Locatelli was never an option. Not true. Uh, usually when the CEO of a club comes out and feels uh, and feeds stories that he's sort of trying to drive up the price, the second part is certainly true. Sassuolo were definitely doing that and trying to force Juventus to sell. Arsenal were definitely interested in Locatelli. Uh, Vishal says, if Ben White's worth 50 million, won't Basuma cost us a lot more? No, not homegrown. Wants to leave. Um, they've brought in a replacement in Mwepu already. So no, he won't cost a lot more. 30 to 40 million pounds would be my guess about how much he will go for in the end. Uh, Tom says, with Gabriel injured, maybe Arteta won't be able to continue ignoring Saliba's talent and start playing him in the league. The kid could now emulate the fortune of his ex-teammate Fafana at Leicester. Fafana was brought into the Leicester team because of the injury crisis faced at Leicester. Could the same happen at Arsenal if Saliba stayed? Yes, of course, but that's down to chance. And Gabriel's injury doesn't seem too serious either. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. 
uh, going forwards. Matt G says, Tom, do you think Arsenal are trying to tie up the Ben White deal with Brighton before discussing Basuma, or do you think Basuma is not an option? I think Basuma is an option. I think Arsenal have interest in the player, but I think they've got interest in other players higher up on their list. I don't think that one negates the other. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think they're linked in any way. So don't worry. Um, Wesley says, we need to have uh, one Bosnian in the club. It is bad luck if we don't. So if Kolasinac is leaving, Pjanic it is. Um, I don't know about that, Wes. Um, I don't know about your affiliation to Bosnia, uh, Governor. But uh, <laughs> I think Kalasnach obviously leaving is a positive. I don't want Pjanic. If there are any interesting young Bosnian players that are out there that Arsenal could look at, maybe that's the way that we should target that area, Wes. But not for me. Sorry, mate. Uh, Walk says, would you take Pjanic on a one-year contract? Nope, I wouldn't. Uh, Jose says, I know you have Martinelli. Uh, what about the possibility of Griezmann? Um Again, no wrong age profile. And also, if you've seen the things that came out about a video that he did the other day, I want—I don't want anyone with a character quite like that anywhere near my club. Thank you very much. Um, Drew says, would you take Nick Pope as our starting goalkeeper? I'm sorry, Drew, I've now missed your comment and can't highlight it, but I saw your question. Would I take Nick Pope at the team, I think you said? I'd take Nick Pope 100%. He wouldn't be a backup, so we'd have to be coming in as a starter. But yes, I would take Nick Pope. I quite like him. Um, 1984 says, let's be honest, our club is in crisis. And if the Cronkies uh, are doing anything to get us back in the top four or challenge for it, let alone win the league, they're not doing anything right now. They're not investing. We've known that for a very, very long time. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Ingars, uh, Mavropanos is alone with an obligation unless they get relegated. So you can effectively consider that a sale uh Genduzzi's is alone with the one year left on his deal with an option i don't i don't know how i see an, an option being inserted into a loan if he's got one year left on his deal not being activated i think there's something there's something that's you know in the wording i don't really know what's going on with the Genduzzi deal it's weird um but you know it's money off the wage bill it's bad it's, it's Genduzzi's a bad character that we've removed so that's good news um, Avropanos is an awful sale absolutely terrible business by the club, the Maverick panel situation. But, you know, we move on. Um, Adam says, Tom, would you take Martinez? But obviously, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Philip says, do you like Pellegrini uh, in midfield? I believe he hasn't got that long left on his contract. Lorenzo Pellegrini from Roma. Really exciting attacking talent from Roma. Um, yes, I like him. I haven't seen loads about him for what I've seen. I like, but I think maybe there are other options out there. But if he's available for a cheaper deal... Um, and we see some links. I'm going to do a hell of a lot of research to make sure that I do know plenty more about him. That is for sure. Mr. Harrison Carlaby says, can we just make Brighton our feeder club? I mean, we do need a feeder club, but it can't be in England. We need to make sure it's on the uh, continent, but sure, they do make a lot of decent signings. And I think actually Graham Potter should be doing a better job with the squad that he's got, but that's just me. Uh, Joseph says, Saliba or Mavropanos, what do you think, Tom? I mean, Mavropanos had an excellent season at Stuttgart. He's now gone back. It's not even a question about keeping him anymore. Saliba needs a full season under his belt. Um, he's, what he's shown looks really promising. We will wait and see. Uh, Euro says, uh, Charles Watts said that there is an option in Genduzzi's contract to extend for another year and it's activated so he has two years. Okay, so there you go. I still think it's a really bad bit of business that Arsenal have put an option in that deal. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Drizzy says, would you take Ings as a Lacazette replacement? No, I wouldn't. His injury problems are too frequent if he didn't have injury issues then yes 
But the injury issues are far too great to, to bank on him as a main striker. Uh, Chris P says, is Danny Olmo realistic? No, unfortunately not. If so, how much would you pay for him? He's going to be going upwards of 50 million. You might say that's realistic, but unfortunately, why would he leave RB Leipzig right now to go to Arsenal? He's in the Champions League next season. He's got the possibility of challenging for a title in the Bundesliga. He has no reason to leave. He's on a long-term deal-ish, so... I don't think there's any reason why he would leave. So I don't think it's realistic, unfortunately, which is a shame because I'd love us to go for Danny Olmo. Uh, Jashar says, as Arsene used to say, we have to wait until the likes of Man City and Chelsea have had the first pick, uh, i.e. we'll be left with the scraps, especially as we're out of Europe. There are some positions on the pitch and some players that we won't be able to get because we are not in Europe. It's just the reality of the situation and that clubs like Chelsea and Man City and Man United and Liverpool are going to be ahead of us in the order of clubs. And we will really have to overpay on some players, unfortunately, to get them in over our competitors. It's just the way that the world works, unfortunately, for Arsenal right now. We need to change that. And we change that by getting into the top four next season and doing as much as we can to get there. Uh, Ludwig says, do you think the Barca situation changes our right-back targets? I don't think... I, I don't see Arsenal going in for Dest or Emerson, which is a shame because I would have liked them to... Um, but I don't think I see that happening, Ludwig. I'm sorry. I wish that it was the case, but it just isn't. Um, was the signing of Pepe worth it, Jose? At the moment, it doesn't look like it. It's £72 million. We'll have to wait and see if at all it improves this season coming. Fingers crossed that it does. Uh, Pato, no, sorry, mate. Nothing on Willian going right now. Absolutely zero. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. There's probably going to be another show this afternoon, so keep your eyes peeled to the channel by keeping your subscription on. If you haven't subscribed already, please do and turn that notification bell on so you never miss a show. Please drop a like on the video to show your appreciation too. Really appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Go check out our tactical breakdown that we did yesterday on Hussein Awar and find out all about him and my thoughts and feelings on him specifically. I'm very honest about it. I don't hold anything back, so please do go and check that one out. Uh, and uh, I'll see you guys very, very soon. If you'd like to support the channel, you can by joining up as a member and joining our Discord server too. See you again soon, guys, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.